And now it's time for the ridiculous. <laughs> what kinds of things make people pissed? And how many suitors exactly has she dismissed? Siri, what are some locations for a lover's tryst? <laughs> oh, darling, surely there must be a list. A list? A list? A list? A list? You're telling me it's all here on this bleeding this list. This preposterous and ludicrous. Well, actually, it's all quite ridiculous. Ridiculous, ridiculous, Welcome to The Ridiculous. I'm Sally Brooks. And I'm Jen O'Neill. And this is a podcast about listicles and such. Good. Okay. I think it's an improvement on last week. Okay. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm proud of you. I feel like you really worked on it this week. I was like, I will not come unprepared this week. (laughs) Listicles and such. I mean, it's an accurate description. (laughs) And other things. And such. Such things. (laughs) Oh man, uh, how are you doing today? How was your week, Jen? I'm good. I had a, I had a good week. You know, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything exciting to report. Um, not really. Not no. yet. Something no, just- exciting will happen, and I'll report it back soon. Uh, well, uh, I have what about you? Um, the, my exciting thing to report is that last night. So I. I've told you about this. I joined a smutty book club. Yes. And I tried to get you to join and you refused because – Listen, it's not that I don't like books or smut <laughs> or smutty books. I just have so much – I don't. I can't take on one more thing. <laughs> that was – you were like, Is, can I say no? And I was like, yeah, of course you can say no. <laughs> but I, I do have to say uh, when you mentioned going to your smutty book club party – um, uh-huh. The other day, I was a bit jealous, and I rethought. I rethought my stance. Well, listen, I was like, should it's I join? A, it's a <laughs> anytime you would like to join, you're welcome. We don't even all read the same book necessarily. It's a very you much don't? like do what you want. We're put, maybe read something in this genre, like you know, we read like oh, okay, like a fantasy romance, and then like a whatever romance. Yeah, it's very loosey goosey. It's just an excuse to like hang out once a month and talk <laughs> so, about smut and talk Wait, about so what, smut. What's the last book you read? So the book for this last month was um, it was Tessa Bailey's something something happened here something something I oh, can't remember the name yeah, of it obviously you've read it it is it's actually <laughs> it was based on uh the character of Alexis from Schitt's Creek oh really yeah so it's like about huh. like a socialite who moves to like this like you know fishing village and meets a crab fisherman because we oh, were talking okay. about like what is the most ridiculous thing that people can turn into smut and we we're like Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know she did it she nailed it um but so we each brought for our like gift exchange we each brought a like old school smutty romance book like that we got at the thrift store so one that's like bodice ripping on the cover yeah <laughs> and then that's the assignment for next month is to read your book that you got what did you change um mine is called seven Nights of Sin. <laughs> Can you show us the book cover? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Just give me okay. one second. I'll go get it. Okay. I like okay. It's called Seven Nights in a Rogue's Bed. Oh, and wow. This. Wow. <laughs> this is the cover. And let me just read you a little snippet of oh, the back. This is amazing. Okay. okay. 
Okay, so this is um, desperate to save her sister's life. Sidoni Forsyth has agreed to submit herself to a terrible fate beyond the foreboding walls of Castle Craven. A notorious, hideously scarred scoundrel will take her virtue over the course of seven sinful nights. Yet instead of a monster, she encounters a man like no other. And during this week, she comes to care for Jonas Merrick in a way that will defy all logic, even as a dark secret she carries threatens them both. Oh my God. So the premise is in order to save her sister's life, she has to have sex with a scoundrel for eight days, seven nights, only seven, seven, only nights. seven nights. I, maybe it's probably eight days, seven nights, right? I mean, that's eight how it usually works. <laughs> and, and then he ends up being hot. Is that the thing? Um, yeah, I assume that's it. So I, we, I was like, I was like, Is wait, the- how many pages in do I have to skip to for there to be like sex? And how many did you figure it out? Well, I couldn't, I mean, I skipped to, I think I looked at like page 61 was the first page I flipped to and I was like, oh, okay. Um, there is the line that he experimentally, he nibbled, licked at the seam. <laughs> and I was like, um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, but have you got into the part yet where they explain how having sex with this man for seven nights no. will save her sister's life? Like, no, what's the scenario? What's the scenario? <laughs> I mean, I just got it last okay, night. Okay. So well, I, cannot I haven't wait. had a chance to dive into it, but I will keep everybody updated. Please do. <laughs> Next week, I expect a report, a smutty yes. book report. I mean, Look, I will this- have at least gotten through one simple night. Okay, good. In a rogue's bed. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. You know I'm tempted to join. I mean, but come on. It really, it's low pressure. It's real low pressure. You don't. It sounds low pressure. You don't have to read. It's all people. It's mostly everybody, people you know from going dancing. So. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> sounds good. Well, now we have a new element to our show. I told you it was lists and such. And the new element to our show podcast is right. Sally's smutty book report. Exactly. <laughs> Happy to be of service. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. All uh, right. Let's get to our lists. Let's do it. I think you're first this week, right? I am first and I'm going to okay. – um, switch gears from my smutty book report. And, you know, it's like the holiday season. And so I thought today I would do a really nice listicle. So mine is uh, from Reader's Digest, and it is 30 stories about the touching kindness of strangers that will make you tear up. That's nice. So get ready to cry, you whiny little bitch. I love crying. <laughs> well, they don't know that we call each other whiny little bitch. We do. Uh, that's true. <laughs> that's me and Sally's pet name for each other when we communicate. We always start with, what's up, you whiny little bitch? That's and how we greet why each we, other. I can't remember why we started that, but. I think uh, like because we were just like. Always calling each other to complain about something. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like we call each other to vent and then it just became like 
Um, like, hey, whiny little bitch, how's your day? <laughs> hey, you whiny little bitch. <laughs> friendship. Um, this is friendship. That's just, don't we all do that? Um, okay, so here we go. Um, okay, this one is The Man at the Market, by, less, sent in by Leslie Wagner. She said, when the supermarket clerk tallied up my groceries, I was $12 over what I had on me. I began to remove items from the bag when another shopper handed me the $20 bill. Please don't put yourself out, I told him. Let me tell you a story, he said. My mother is in the hospital with cancer. I visit her every day and bring her flowers. I went this morning and she got mad at me for spending my money on more flowers. She demanded that I do something else with the money. So please here, accept this. Uh, it is my mother's flowers. Okay, I'm a little bit already I'm on the little, verge. Okay, I'm a, yeah, I'm a little. I got That's I got the sad. goosebumps in that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, hopefully they get dumber from there. Okay, uh, and the next one <laughs> I don't is cry. I don't want to cry. It's like one o'clock on a Friday. I come on. <laughs> That's why we quit doing the <laughs> true crime podcast. No, <laughs> really, we don't want to okay. cry anymore. Um, okay, so this one is. Um, This is from Miranda McLean. She said, "Uh, my neighbor Jim had trouble deciding if he wanted to retire from the construction field until he ran into a younger man he'd worked with previously. The man had a wife and three children and was finding it difficult to make ends meet and hadn't worked in some time. The next morning, Jim went into the union office and submitted his retirement paperwork. As for his replacement, he gave them the name of the struggling young man. That was six years ago, and that young husband and father has been employed ever since. Oh, that's really sweet. It's Mm. really sweet. Okay. Okay. Uh, While going through a divorce, my mother fretted over her new worries. No income, the same bills, and no way to afford groceries. It was around this time that she started finding boxes of food outside our door every morning. This went on for months until she was able to land a job. We never did find out who left the groceries, but they truly saved our lives. That is so sweet. And I love... um you know, there's. I love that they did it anonymously. Yeah, so as I do not too. to like embarrass the, her or to make her re- refuse it. Yes, um, and like so that, yeah, because it's like, well, this is a neighbor probably, and like it's like, yeah, you just don't want to have. I don't know that. I just think that's a lot so of people classy. Are proud and they don't want to accept. Like, I would have a hard time accepting that. I'd be like, I'm fine, I'm good. Like, um, Jim Carrey actually just there said something recently regarding like all these people that help all these TikToks and Instagram Mm. posts of people helping the homeless. And he's like, listen, the most like embarrassing thing that you could do to a person is, uh, or the most embarrassing thing for a person is to have to accept charity. And when you put a camera in their face while they're doing that, that's like a real fuck you. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Carrie didn't say it exactly like that, but it was just like the kind thing to do is to not turn it into content. Right, right. Like, just be kind. Yeah, I'm so. I'm of two minds about that. I okay. 100% agree. I agree. And I find it, I find those kind of videos really um, hard to watch for the most part. Because you're like, yeah. come on. Like, but I also know that, like, the reason those people get the money to give to people is because they have all those followers. And so the, yeah. they donate to 
these people. And so it is a way of crowdsourcing money for to give directly to people. So, I mean, I think there probably has to be a better way to go about it. And it would be amazing if people just like if we didn't have to fundraise so that somebody had enough food to eat like that was just we took care of them as a society. But right. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I agree. Like, I think it would be really, I think it's pretty distasteful, but um, also it's like, that's how you get the money. Yeah. But I, sometimes it's something as little as like a burger, you know what I mean? And it's like, um, and what you want, you get all these followers and all this content and praise because you, you bought two burgers and gave one to a homeless person. It's like, that's so just it feels just so degrading actually to yeah. the person that they're giving the food to just give it to them i yes. don't know no i agree it's you know it's not all black and white sally as they <laughs> say it's, there are gray areas <laughs> people say that it's not but i gotta be honest i don't like it i want it to be I, <laughs> one or the other Good, bad, I'm on with my life. Mm -mm. (laughs) Um, Okay. I forgot all about the rule preventing liquids in a carry-on luggage. So when I hit security at the airport, I had to give up all my painting supplies. When I returned a week later, an attendant was at the baggage area with my paints. Not only had he kept them for me, but he looked up my return date and time in order to meet me. That is so sweet. And that's a real selfless, selfless act, especially if you work at the airport. You're just trying to get through the day. Yeah. I think that's pretty amazing. really amazing. And I also know, I mean, God, painting supplies are so expensive. I told you how I was like, I'm going to, I want to try watercolors. And I went to the, the like art supply store that's next to the Laughing Skull, which is the comedy club that Jen and I work at a lot in Atlanta. And it's, it was like a daytime show. So it was finally open because it's usually never open. And so I like, you know, asked the person, I was like, is there like a good small, like beginner's watercolor that's like a step up from like a kid's watercolor? And she was like, oh yeah, this one is really popular. This is great. And I didn't even think about it. I just got it. And it was $75. And I just was like, oh my for God. For one color? <laughs> no, no. It was for or like, like a, a little palette. Of, oh, but, I mean, wow. it had like... I think there's like 10 colors in it, but still I was not expecting. I mean, this was like a new hobby. I've never watercolored in my life. Listen, nobody's watercolor is worth that much money. No kidding. Nobody's watercolor. (laughs) I'm joking. So wait, do you mean you don't want a personalized watercolor for Christmas? Is that what you're saying? I do. I actually enjoy all of your – um, arts that you make for me. I actually mm-hmm. had a latte this morning in the <gasps> mug that you made for oh, me. Oh, I should make you a new one. That was like one of my first mugs probably. <laughs> should. I need a new one yeah. because it's now tea season where I drink hot tea all day long oh. and I run out of mugs. Did you like a tall every mug? Every day. Um, How do tea? you like your tea mugs? Yeah. Just I don't like know. a regular mug. Just a mug? All right. Just a mug. All right. Mm-hmm. I'll make that up for you. No problem. But I need it to have a portrait of your face on the side of it. Could you do that? Yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I need it to have a portrait of you reading eight days or eight <laughs> nights with a scoundrel. Uh, I'm going to have – it's going to have a portrait of me. Uh, okay, it's going to have like this uh, but your like face bodice ribbing, but my face. <laughs> okay, that's what I want for Christmas. I want a mug. With a picture of you um, having your bodice ripped off uh-huh. by this uh, scoundrel right behind. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a rogue. The rogue's rogue. bad. Okay. The rogue. All right. Yeah. Great, great, great. <laughs> Uh, okay. Leaving a store, I returned to my car only to find that I'd locked my keys and cell phone inside. A teenager riding his bike saw me kick a tire and say a few choice word. What's wrong? He asked. I explained my situation. But even if I could call my wife, I said, she can't bring me her car keys since this is our only car. He handed me her cell phone and said, call your wife and tell her I'm coming to get her key. That's seven miles round trip. Don't worry about it. An hour later, he returned with my key. I offered him some money, but he refused. Let's just say I needed the exercise, he said. Then, like a cowboy in the movies, he rode off into the sunset. Ah, uh, a teenager? A teenager on That's a bike. That's so sweet. That's really, really, really sweet. Whenever I think kid. of like sweet teenagers, I always think of Sully. <laughs> I'm like, he would do that. He would. He is a sweet, sweet boy. He's mm-hmm. a sweet boy. Um, because okay. his mother is amazing. That's right. I mean, that's where he gets it from, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> One evening, I left a restaurant just ahead of a woman assisting her elderly mom. I approached the curb and paused to see if my arthritic knees could climb it. To my right appeared an arm to assist. It was that of the elderly mom. My heart Aww. was so touched. It was like she was being supported and then she reached out to support someone else. It was just like a chain of support and I love it. That's really sweet. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, did I tell you in my office, uh, they were doing, I share, my office shares an office with another company. Um, yeah. I don't want to like say who the company is, but um it's an all-woman-run uh, run company, which I think is so great. And they're mm-hmm. all badasses. But anyway, yeah. um, they were um, they were having a day. They they work in a field where they take a lot of crap sometimes from people. Mm. And there was one person in particular that was being really horrible to them. And one of them said, um, you know, um, God, people are such – a-holes, you know, this is mm-hmm. uh, like, why are people so terrible? And what the, one of the other women decided to do this experiment where they took two jars and one said like, one was for every time somebody did something nice and one was yeah. for every time someone was an asshole. And then they put these little like puffs in yeah. the jars because her mission was to prove that more people are nice than are assholes. Yeah. And, it, and she did. And I thought that was just really cool. It's just kind, It just kind of pumps everybody up when you walk past the jars and you see the nice one filled yeah and the one of people being assholes way smaller it just really like lifts your spirits well it's and nice. i think that like um just like biolog like evolutionary or biologically we are mm-hmm. like our brains hold on to things that are like an affront to us like things that right. make us upset because it's like that's, protection. Yeah, protection, right? Like where we should ward against danger. And so you just don't remember things that like where you were happy as much as you do times when you're upset. And so that's one of those things where you like people say, well, when you are in a situation where you are feeling happy, you should stop and say it. Say like literally say, I feel so happy right now because that will like mark it in your brain in the same way that your brain marks sad things. So like, yeah. So if you're like, you know, say like tomorrow, like you and I went out to dinner and we were having a great time and you were so happy because you got to have dinner with such cool people. And then you would just say in the moment, I'm just so happy happy I'm here right now. (laughs) That you picked up the check. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm so happy they paid for this whole meal. Exactly. Thank you, Anna. And all of my trains. Thanks, Anna. Yeah, Anna paid for me and Sally. That was so nice. This makes me so happy, Anna. <laughs> Poor thing. She's not even going to know what hit her tomorrow. Right. <laughs> Slide the check over to Anna and be like, we're so happy. <laughs> we're so happy. Does it make you um, happy that we're happy? Um, okay. Uh, it, I love that puffball thing. That's so – I know. It's really great. I think it's a really great lesson. Like I want to make my kids do it too, you know? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you're like, oh, people suck. It's like, oh, but do they? Let's do an More experiment. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> And then you have to be honest about when people are nice and when they're right. rude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I saw a dress in a consignment shop that I knew my granddaughter would love, but my money was tight. So I asked the store owner if she could hold it for me. May I buy the dress for you? Asked another customer. Thank you, but I can't accept such a grace- gracious gift, I said. Then she told me why it was so important for her to help me. She had been homeless for three years, she said, and it had it not been for the kindness of strangers, she would not have been able to survive. I'm no longer homeless and my situation has improved. She said, I promised myself that I would repay the kindness so many had showed me. She paid for the dress and the only payment she would accept in return was a heartfelt hug. Aw, that's really <sighs> sweet. I just, it's like another, good, good like people. It all the karma, right? It's like, Somebody does something, you do something kind for someone and you may not see that return to you, but it's going to be returned to somebody else down the line. Like the kindness, like what, kindness is never wasted. It's right. always going to move on. I mean, unless somebody's an asshole and then. Sometimes people are. Do you ever <laughs> open the door for a dude in particular and then they're like, they just shove right past you and don't say thank you? That pisses me yeah. off so bad. I want to like, like unhold the, I'm like, no, 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 get back out there. <laughs> Let's try this again. Yeah. <laughs> or like you let somebody merge yeah. in traffic and they don't even give you a wave and you're just like, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Definitely. <laughs> um, I'll just do a couple more. This one made me really uh, – this one made me tear up for a specific reason that I'll say. But um, okay. So this one is a woman at our yard sale wore a perfume that smelled heavenly and familiar. What are you wearing? I asked. White shoulders, she said. Suddenly, I was bowled over by a flood of memories. White shoulders was the one gift I could count on at Christmas for my late mother. Aww. We chatted a while, and she bought some things and left. A few hours later, she returned holding a new bottle of white shoulders. Oh, that I is don't so recall sweet. which one of us started crying first. Oh, my God. That's so sweet. I know. And that's like when I read that, I was like, oh, my God, that's what my grandma wore. Oh, really? Yeah. She always wore white shoulders. I don't <laughs> think I to, like, ever joke even heard it. of that. I remember white diamonds. White yeah, oh. diamonds. Was that that was the Liz? Um, yeah. Liz Taylor. What's her name? Liz Taylor. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, it's so funny. Uh, speaking of acts of kindness, uh, just this morning, I heard my dog going crazy. It was like. Six o'clock in the morning. I usually get up at six fifteen anyway to go to yoga, but um, it was six a.m. And then I see like a Marco Polo coming through on my phone. <laughs> it's Dustin, and he's like, "I tried to shut my car off, the lights off. I didn't want to wake Ruthie. I didn't want to wake you. I left a little treat for you on your back porch." And and he's like, "And I left some stuff for the kids, and one extra little thing for you." He's so sweet because like, um. 
It's funny because I was literally just thinking like that I wanted a fondue set and I was on Amazon like looking up fondue sets. Oh, really? Yeah. And then he was like, would you, do you want this fondue set? And so he gave it to me, but he put in the, um, in the little bag, some treats for the kids. But then he gave me a a bottle of share perfume. (laughs) I haven't smelt it yet because it was 6am and I couldn't stomach it anymore. But I was like, Oh, that's right. Cause uh, he was talking about it when we were, we went over there for game night. He was, remember he was like, would you want share perfume? I'm like, sure. (laughs) You were like, yes. (laughs) I haven't smelt it. I bet it's amazing. If I could turn back time. (laughs) I have to smell it and maybe it will turn back time. But um, maybe it will. Yeah. That was nice. It was just the whole thing was just very funny because it was That's- so early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> what was he doing there so early? That's because he gets up and he goes to the gym so early in the morning. So oh. that's why we talk all the time because we have those like early morning hours, you know? Yeah. But, um, I I got up yesterday and went to the gym early and I was like, There's so many fucking people here. What is happening? Yeah. I bet it was like 7 a.m. and it was packed. The thing is, I think I get up early to go to yoga. I get up at 6.15, but there are people that get up at like – like Dustin gets up at 5 to be at the gym at like 5.30, 6 o'clock. My friend Carly gets up at like 5 a.m. to go to the no. gym and be back. Before. I can't do that early. That's crazy. No, it's crazy. I, I already want to be asleep by 9. I can't <laughs> wake up at 5. And the reason I like hot yoga at 6.15, well, my class starts at 7.15, but the reason that I like it so much is because the first part of it, you just lay on the floor and you go back to sleep. And then the last part, and then you, you lay on the floor. Move. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite part when they put that towel on your face and it smells like uh, oh, yeah, lavender. lavender. That's mm-hmm. my favorite. It's good shit. It's mm-hmm. good. Shit. <laughs> Tell yeah, you what, you've good. never seen um, a yogi more upset than when they're their towel gets skipped and it's like so peaceful and everybody gets their towels and then you hear that like you forgot me you forgot (laughs) where's my cooling towel i need my lavender scent (laughs) Uh, that's some good shit Um, that's great okay i'll do one more let me find a good one uh and this one is you know just for the for the season uh, in January 2006, a fire destroyed my family's home. In that fire were all belongings, all the belongings of a six-year-old boy, including his Christmas presents. A classmate from his school who had a birthday around then asked her parents if she could give all her gifts to the boy. Aww. That act of kindness will forever warm my heart because that boy is my grandson. Aww. So sweet. That is so sweet. So I can't. I think I was in high school, or maybe I was even early college. But um, my mom like had to file for bankruptcy, and she so we like lost our house, and she moved into an apartment. I think I was already in college at this point. She moved into this little apartment, but she was like she was such like a proud person, so she was like determined. We were all coming home for Christmas, and she was like, "I'm going to make this like a great Christmas." And she saved all her money like all year long and she got us all these presents and she had them like out in the car because she never brought shit in. But then like the night before Christmas, somebody stole all of the presents out of her car. Oh my God, that's awful. And then her friends like helped her, like took her shopping so that she could have presents for us. Isn't that so nice? That's really sweet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
But she was oh. so, you know, she was like so devastated because she had like worked so hard to like oh make my God. a Christmas for us, even though we were like, you know, in college. Like it just, we were, but I'm still, sure we still wanna, yeah, we were still yeah. kids. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so, see, that's one puff in the asshole jar for the person that stole the stuff. I know. And like five puffs in the jar for right. all the friends that helped. I so know. So the good still wins. The good still wins. Or person who stole, well, it'll come back to them. That's right. I hope they enjoyed my like exclamation (laughs) perfume. (laughs) I was gonna say my esprit skirt. Hope you fucking enjoyed it. <laughs> Remember, yeah, it was like just, now we're on the honorable with like scents that remind you of things like exclamation and electric youth. Oh my I would God. love and to just get like one whiff of electric youth right now just to get like to, you know, that. Yeah. My, my, my like high school, like my the scent that I wore was that everybody wore was like Gap. Grass, oh yeah, I think or all those like oh, gap. Oh yeah, heaven. I used to wear heaven. heaven yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. So Aaron, my like best friend, wore heaven, and I wore grass. <laughs> and so those we always like these are our scents. And I wish I could find yeah. them. Sunflowers. That was another one. That was another yeah. one I did not like. But yeah, those gap yeah. scents. Those those and really every bring back. Guy smelled like cool water. Cool water. Oh, or yeah. Jacquard mm-hmm. Noir. Jacquard. Yeah. I Jacar. can't say it. I Jacar. thought it was Jacar Noir. It is. I Google it? Okay. No, I just can't say it. <laughs> my mouth decided it did not want to form those words. <laughs> um, okay. Well, that is my. That's my. Uh, that's my. I love list. it. I wanted to that's say quickie, but a very there's a nice... lot more. If you want to read it, it's on Reader's Digest. I love that. If you, if you want to cry, For the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Crying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we love a good cry. I love it. Um, I remember when uh, I I had gotten tickets to Beyonce like forever ago. Zach surprised me with tickets to Beyonce, and um, I posted about it. And Ashley Heseltine was like, "I hope you like." She was like, "Get ready to cry the whole time," and I was like, "I love crying." And did you? Like, did you cry? Beyonce crying. It definitely like she. I mean, you are changed after going to a Beyonce show. <laughs> I really like, was. I was so bummed that I just. I'm not like a. I'm not great at planning that far ahead. But I wish I was like had it on the radar to buy Beyonce tickets. Like next so time. far ahead, but yeah, now next they're so time. expensive. Like I, I won't buy the thousand dollar tickets because I've already been twice and paid reasonable amounts of money for the tickets. I'm not going to pay a thousand now. Sorry, Beyonce. Sorry. Sorry. Um, I do still love you so much. Okay. My list for this week, um, comes from an article for Buzzfeed written by Angelica Martinez. Um, and it is people are revealing the worst lies their parents told them and they're not what you're expecting. I love it. Yeah. I haven't, I've only read a couple, so I'm excited to like get into this. Yeah. Yeah. This one says, in order to get me to stop sucking my thumb when I was really young, my mom told me that if I kept on doing that, it would turn red, then purple, and then fall off. I ignored her warning and kept doing it. One night while I was sleeping, my mom dyed my thumbs red. I 
woke up and freaked out, but quickly resumed sucking my thumb. The next night, she dyed it purple. I freaked out so bad that I never sucked on it again. That oh is... <laughs> that's, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, what that's you do, you gotta do, right? I guess. I mean, I just think... You know, it's like your kid's not going to suck his thumb when he goes to college. Like, it's probably yeah. fine. It's yeah. probably fine. And it's like, well, <laughs> there are people that still suck their thumbs as adults. There are adult thumb suckers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Them. So <laughs> they need, you got to soothe yourself somehow. <sighs> That's true. I mean, it's not like he was doing, the baby was doing drugs. It's just sucking his thumb. <laughs> Max was never a thumb sucker or he'd never he never sucked a thumb or took like a pacifier and he was such a bad sleeper and I always just like really wished he would do one of those things to Aww. learn how to like soothe himself because he would just like could not put himself to sleep, could not fall asleep. It was yeah. He uh, still is like has to be attached. Like yeah, we still pacif- lay with him to go to sleep. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Better watch out or you'll be doing that in college. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can you imagine? Mom, scoot over. (laughs) Can you come over to my dorm? Uh, Okay. Uh, One night I went downstairs to ask my mom something. My dad was a light sleeper and would get really pissed off if I woke him up. So I whispered, Mom, Mom. All of a sudden, my dad sat up and yelled at me to get lost. They told me I should never sneak up on them because they had a gun, and my dad thought I was an intruder and almost shot me. They scared the bejesus out of me. Sometimes when I tried to sleep, I'd remember how my dad almost shot me. For years, even after I moved out, decades later, I mentioned it to my mom, and she started laughing, and she told me they were having sex. There was no gun. job for those parents i like I that know, but i mean just like the fear that she instilled oh, or that they instilled oh my god that's so crazy isn't that fun? Uh, like it is funny that like little things that parents or grandparents whoever can say that like stick in a kid's mind and they believe like i've said probably said this before in the podcast but i remember my grandpa told me when I was really little, he was like, oh, yeah, grandparents are made of sugar, so we can't go out in the rain or we'll melt. Right, yeah. And I was, like, so worried. I, like, literally believed him probably until I was eight and was like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, my <laughs> uncle told me that if you ate watermelon seeds, you would grow watermelons in your stomach. So I would, like, right. freak out about <laughs> growing a watermelon. watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> it's not cool to lie. Not cool to um, lie to little kids. <laughs> This one said, I told you, I told the story uh, on the first episode of The Ridiculous um, about how, like, I went when I was little and I went to a birthday party for who I thought was, like, a rich friend of mine and it, because she had limos all the time in her driveway. Because, <laughs> But I later learned it's because her dad was a limo driver. But when they had um, Pee Wee Herman come to her birthday party, I legitimately thought it was actually Pee Wee Herman. I was 20 years old and telling people I met Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> and then my mom was like, no, you didn't. Mm-mm. Like, no, I told him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lies stick with you is what I'm saying. 
This one says, my parents told me that if I were lying, there would be bubbles on my tongue. So when they asked me something and they thought I was lying, they'd tell me to stick out my tongue. If I knew I was telling the truth, I'd open my mouth confidently and show them my bubble-free tongue. If I was lying, I'd try to scrape the bubbles off with my teeth. I now use it on my son. Still works. <laughs> That's like evil genius. That is evil oh genius. Oh my God. Oh my I mean, God, maybe this one if is... you have a kid that's like a compulsive liar, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's this kind one... of an innocent, funny way to like, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I guess what's the greater – like it's like the greater thing is that now you've taught your children to not lie, which is right. great. Yeah. Um, this one is really funny. This one says, my parents told me that if I misbehave, Michael Jordan would retire. I remember so vividly the first time he retired and then I did everything they told me and he came back out of retirement. Oh my God. Oh my God. They were like, that what a stroke of so luck. so funny. <laughs> yeah. And like, can you imagine like what kind of power he, this person thought that their parents held? Right. Like he yielded was like... They can make Michael Jordan retire and come out of retirement. Oh, that's so funny. amazing. Um, <laughs> oh, this one is a little dark. This one says that my mother is schizophrenic. I was 15 and I knew she had been battling for years. Schizophrenia runs in our family. And as an angsty teenager, it was very easy for me to believe that she was mentally ill. She was completely convinced that my father had a second family. She was diagnosed and medicated for years. As it turned out, he did have a second family. <gasps> So she was like gaslit into thinking she had schizophrenia. Is that what you're getting from this? Yeah, that's what I'm getting. That, that like, is so she, fucked up. That like they she was meant to, led to believe she was so paranoid. That oh she my had god, schizophrenia. That that is. father is a fucking asshole. Oh god. Sadly, that just used to happen all the time. What was I? Um, I was just reading something about. Oh, the Britney Spears um, autobiography. Yeah. Um, all the men in her family, every time there was um, a woman was like sad or depressed mm. or they thought she was – they were like over the women. Basically, the husbands would have their in, – in Jamie Jamie Spears' family, her father's family, yeah. they would commit the women. Like there was one woman who um, – her grandmother had um, – a um had lost a child at a, like the child was a very young age and mm -hmm. of course that's gonna like rip your heart out and yeah it's gonna take you a while to get over that and i don't know if you ever really get over it and rather than like nurturing this woman and taking care of her they committed her that's and then that's what happened to britney spears <sighs> wow yeah, it's like that's their family solution every time a woman is upset yeah. it's like like a his hysterical woman yeah you know, hysterical the, woman oof. It's so fucked. That's so um, fucked. This says that my parents had no idea what that weird smell was in the basement when I was a kid. From around <laughs> eight years old to about 16, my mom would go down to the laundry and my stepdad would go down to talk to her. I thought for the longest time, it was just their little adult <laughs> gathering place. They even had their friends go down there as well. When they went down a few minutes later, I would smell this odd smell. As I got older and got in high school, I finally found out what the smell was through my more rebellious sister. It was weed. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah, we uh, had a, uh, one of my friends had a stepdad that was like a huge weed smoker. And when we finally realized, like, oh, that he, she was like, I think my 
stepdad smokes weed because she was like smelling it all the time. She just didn't know. And then that's where we stole our weed from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from her stepdad. Like, well. <laughs> that's what it's there for, to that's steal. That's what it's there for. Yeah. And what um, could he say, you know? <laughs> yeah. My friend Corey used to babysit for a couple uh, that always had weed hidden around the house. Oh, that's and, uh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> We would take I don't know that. if I would hold weed around the hide weed around the house with hide weed around the house with small children. Yeah, <laughs> it was one child, but yes, yeah, like um, but it was I wouldn't hide weed around the house with a teenager babysitter. Oh, you know that's right. the thing. It's not the <laughs> yeah. child; it's the teenager babysitter. They're gonna snoop and stuff. Like my mom's always. I have two cousins that are in college mm-hmm. and she's always like why don't you have hunter and noah uh watch the house for you why don't you have hunter and noah come stay at your house while you're out of town with the dog and I'm like, no like i'm gonna let these college kids come to my house with uh, i have lots of wine i have lots of you yeah. know what i mean like stuff for i have stuff like i don't i don't need no. them in here with their all their friends like no i love them and i i want to say i trust them but i also know what college kids do because I was, you know, I did all those things. So yeah, exactly. Anyway, I know. But anyway, <laughs> um, this one's really funny. This one says, I would hide in the pants. Uh, hold on. Let me see. I would hide in the pants displays at Walmart as a child to get me to stop running off. My mom told me, you know how they make shorts, don't you? A man comes by with a chainsaw and cuts the pants <laughs> into shorts. <laughs> if you're inside the rack, he'll cut you in half. <laughs> <laughs> that is creative oh my god that's oh, so funny that's this one funny. says until well, apparently, I was- apparently when I was like really young I mean I was like always very shy and apparently when I was a kid I would my mom would we'd be shopping and she would just I'd be gone and I'd be like in the middle of the clothes racks just like hiding because I needed oh, yeah. quiet space <laughs> oh we were always running off for sure um, <laughs> this one says um up until I was eight years old, my parents told me that my daddy was away at college. We would go see him on the weekends. Years later, I found out that he was actually in prison. I wondered why we could only talk to him behind a glass telephone. Oh, uh, that's yeah. heartbreaking. This one is crazy. This one says, let's get your DNA. The lie is, let's get your yeah. DNA banked in case you die in a fiery plane crash and we need to identify your remains. It was all an elaborate lie to cover up for the fact that they were doing a paternity test 20 years after the fact. Wow. Yeah. Um, this one says, they told us that if we didn't brush our teeth before bed, mice would climb into our mouths and eat the food between our teeth. (laughs) That's why your mouth tastes gross in the morning. When you don't brush, the mouse poops in there. Oh my God. (laughs) These are crazy. Crazy imaginations. (laughs) Yeah. Um, this one says that my parents couldn't afford to pay for college. I took a job during the day and paid my way through uh, night and weekend school. Turns out I had a decent trust fund from my grandfather. I could have graduated and started working for a higher wage four years earlier. I tell myself that graduating in 2008 wouldn't have been a good idea anyway. That's really fucked up that you had a trust fund and you didn't know about it. Yeah. Fucked up. I mean, was it that they felt like, oh... We want this per- you know, this kid to learn the value of hard work. Like, I mean, it'd be one thing if once they graduated, you handed them over the trust fund. 
I mean, they must. He must have, right? Like, I guess. I don't think you can't legally keep that. I know, like, my dad in uh, in college, like, basically was like, I will – like I'll pay for your co- I'll pay for your college as long as you like you will have to X amount and then you'll have to take out loans for the rest of it and you have to work like that was his deal was I had to work every semester in order to like for him to pay for it and then when I graduated it turned out that he had um, taken out since I was like a baby those like government bonds and he gave them all to me and it was like enough to cover my student loans oh wow um, when it was more like this is. It was like a lesson, right? Like it was like yeah. you have, you know, you're inve- you should be invested in your education as much as I am and whatever. And then instead of paying off my student loans, I used it to live in Chicago. <laughs> I didn't I didn't make enough money to live, but I just wanted to live there anyway. And uh and so I still have student loans to this day. So there you go. So, <laughs> so your maybe dad's you don't plan te- worked. Maybe don't teach your kid a lesson, Dad. <laughs> yeah, Dad. This one, uh, this one's funny, and it reminds me of something my dad did. Uh, this is, says they told me that mannequins in clothing stores were kids who didn't behave. They were taken to the dungeon in the store where they would promptly be turned into mannequins. How horrifying is that? That's but so horrifying. This reminds me of a thing my dad used to do. My dad used to um, tell us that if it, it's this whole like. It all started with this. He's Irish, and there's this like Irish folklore thing that's been handed down. It's a story called Johnny Green Pants, and it's been handed down every single generation, and they all change it to be about. It's basically about this like little boy who misbehaves, and then a fairy comes and tells him like Johnny, you need to be nice to your parents, and if you don't, then I'm gonna take you to the blank. And mm. all you can eat is blank and blank. And so, like, my dad's version was, um, and if you misbehave, then I'm going to take you to the sanitation where all you can eat is mustard and mayonnaise because my dad's, like, two least <laughs> yeah, favorite foods. <laughs> so he would tell us the story all the time that, like, um, you know, if we misbehaved, like, just like Johnny Greenpans, you would, we would go get taken to the sanitation and could only eat mustard and mayonnaise. But I cannot tell you how many times we would be like driving and us kids would be fighting in the backseat or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then my dad would pull over into some like <laughs> building and be like, you know where we are? <laughs> and we were like, no, dad, no, dad. He's like, oh, that's sanitation. Get out of the car. And we were like, no, please, no, no, no. Like, I swear we'll be good. I promise. And he was like, go to the sanitation. And then my mom would be like, stop it, Tom. Tom, stop it. (laughs) Um, I know. But so that was my family lie, I guess. Um, (laughs) Okay, I'll read just a couple more. My mom told me that if I was a pack rat, that meant actual rats would come and make nests in my things. I was about seven at the time. I had been tossing toys and clothes behind a little couch in my room as a method of cleaning. After she told me about what being a pack rat meant, I tearfully knelt on the couch and bent with a bent wire coat hanger, fishing the things out, terrified of rats. Oh my I mean, God. she's not totally wrong. <laughs> oh my God. I'll end it on this one because this one's so funny. Uh, this okay. one says um, that UPS truck was the up past sleep time man. <laughs> like, <laughs> And he collected children who didn't go to bed on time. Goddamn, I was scared of parcels. 
<laughs> that's amazing. That is so funny. I mean, a I could maybe sleep time man. I could maybe get Max to believe that if the up past sleep time man didn't always come to our house. <laughs> Wasn't oh. constantly at our house. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh my um, God. How terrifying. Up past I remember sleep time in man. one of my friends in New York told her kid that the, cause you know, in like in New York city, the ice cream trucks are around all the time. Like, yes, yeah. you know, it's a huge thing. Mr. Softy. Mr. Softy. Yeah. I love, oh, I miss like a Mr. Softy at the, like when you're at oh, the playground, too. all of a sudden Mr. Softy comes such exciting. Uh, such exciting time. I mean, I was excited as an adult, <laughs> uh, but she told her her toddler that the ice cream song was. She's like, "Oh, that's the dance party um, truck." And so, anytime we hear the song, we dance. But she wouldn't tell them that it was ice cream. <laughs> she was like, oh, "It's a dance party truck." And so they would just like dance when. <laughs> <laughs> but then they didn't know that there was ice cream nearby, which was great. Uh, I'm trying to think if I have any lies that I've told my kids. I mean, I think they're just like, uh, when they go to other friends' houses, they're just really shocked by like, oh my God, you're allowed to drink soda. Cause I don't, (laughs) now I've loosened up a little bit and I'll let them have it here and there. But I used used to have like a hard no soda rule. And like, oh yeah. When they would have their dessert, it would be like two cookies. Like you're allowed to have two. Yeah. They like, when they go to their friends' houses and they see like their friends eating like a sleeve of Oreos, they're like, the fuck? (laughs) Should we get into our top fives for this week? Let's do it. Okay. week our top fives are top five podcasts yeah um so i don't know about you but here is i decided that i wasn't going to put any friends podcasts on the okay. list because yeah. i feel like there are so many like we have so many friends who have podcasts who have great podcasts and i just was like i'm just gonna take that out of the equation so i don't have to choose okay sure is that yeah i agree but i did um I did one that's a friends, but I, okay. It's truly. Yeah. It's great. Okay. But you go first. Okay. So my number five podcast, and this is one I've been listening to for years and years. I, I think it's been around since like 2006. It's been around for really like one of the first podcasts that I ever listened to. And it's called stop podcasting yourself. Have you ever listened to that? No, it's, um, it's these two Canadian comedians. And like, I generally don't like I used to, you know, when, when everybody was started podcasting, I listened to a lot of comedy podcasts, like, but now I just did like, I don't know, I just don't want to listen to comedy podcasts anymore. But I think because these are Canadians and because they are, they they have a lot of Canadian comedians on. And it's, so it's, you know, it's people Fresh, I don't it's know. It's not comedians, you know. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not somebody that I've worked with. I'm not, you know, it's not like listening to people I know. And they are, it's just really, I, it's so positive and like lighthearted. They're just very fun. And, and they have this segment that they do at the end that is called Overheard's. And it is where people report crazy things they've overheard, and it is so funny. And oh, people will call in and be that. like, oh, I was walking down the street, and I overheard this, like just out of context things that are so nuts. And, and that is my favorite. Oh, that's awesome. I love I that. I love it. Yeah. Cool. I'll check that out. Um, my number five, um, this is my friend, but it is a great podcast. It's uh, Keep It Cooking with um, with Dustin Harder. I have to. It's such – 
It's a great, and also, it's a great podcast. It's also a great podcast. I love cookbooks. Like, so it's about cookbooks, and he interviews cookbook authors about yeah. their cookbooks and the process, what their favorite recipes are. It's really good. I have a cookbook, um, like uh. I, don't, I was about to say fetish. Like I just rub them all <laughs> over my body. No, I love I love cookbooks. Um, I uh, have like a Sunday morning ritual of I have to sit at the table with my coffee and my cookbooks out, and I pick my recipes for the week, and I write them down, like my ingredients, I and then I go shopping, and then I cook all day long. It's my Sunday ritual. And so um, I highly recommend it if you are a cookbook fanatic. Yeah. I love that like – I mean, you guys know Dustin because we've had him on the podcast. He was our our only guest we've had so far and everybody loved him so much, which you mm-hmm. should. He's amazing. But he – you know, he, it's like you get those little like inside stories from from um, from like cookbook authors. It's so amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I also recommend that podcast as well. Okay. Good one. But I didn't put on my list because I – I know you have, I get it. I nixed all friends. Okay. So my number four is 30 for 30. Um, I love 30 for 30. I love 30 for 30. I, um, I especially, this is, I mean, it's been several years since this, they do different series that are like basically deep dives into something that is like sports adjacent. Um, but they did one on like Bella Caroli. They did one on, um, Bikram yoga, which is crazy. Yeah, that's a good one. There was a whole series on Donald Sterling, who was the uh, owner of the Clippers, who like got basically got taken down because he was a racist asshole and like had to sell all of his shares. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's I even though I am not a sports fan, I just find I think they're like reporting and like how in depth yeah. they go on these stories, and maybe it's because I don't know anything about them. I I find it fascinating. Yeah, like I don't like sports at all, but I love Thirty for Thirty. And the way to get me to like sports is like I need to know, like I don't need to know like the player stats. I need to know like is he dating the girl that yeah. used to be married to the other guy on the team, and did they have a fight one time, and did they used to play on the same team, and they were best friends, and now they're not because this happened, and that there yeah. was drama with that or a deal gone wrong. I need the drama, and then yes. I can wa- appreciate the what they're – why they're fighting. Right? Give me the human story. That's what <laughs> yeah, we want. We want the, the scandal. Human story. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like on like American Idol where they show like the, the sob story before. And so you get to like know the contestants and you right. root for them. There needs to be that in like football games and stuff. Like I want to hear those like backstories. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I agree. <laughs> um, okay. My number four is – okay. And now this is – Technically, somebody I um, I was friends with in high school, and I still uh, like we we're not really in communication. Sometimes we make Instagram comments to each other, but yeah. I would consider her a friend. Um, but she's um, this is called um, I saw what you did, and it's by Danielle Henderson and Millie DeCherco. Millie DeCherco, I know we went to high school together. We actually went yeah. to film school together. Um, she's amazing, but. I love, love, love this podcast. It's truly one of my favorites, not because I know Millie. It's because it's um, it's what they do. It's two film experts, mm-hmm. and they talk about movies, and they do a double feature. So every, every week it's a different theme, and they talk about two movies. And um, it's just – it's like chicken soup for the film nerd soul, but it's yeah. in such a way that's approachable and not snobby at all and real. Yeah. And um, and they are 
truly experts. Mm-hmm. Like they know what they're talking about and they're so smart and they're so well educated. Um, they've written books. Um, they're so funny. They're so funny and their friendship's so great. But um, it's they make it so fun and yeah. not snobby and like you're being um, like educated. Like they're just right. truly just talking about the movie and it's it's so fun. I love it. I agree with you that it. I, I haven't listened to it a ton, but I have listened to it some. Um, I think on your, I'm sure on your um, recommendation, but like I'm not a movie person. I don't watch a ton of movies. I don't watch, like I just, I'm just, Ben yesterday, he was like, you just don't consume pop culture. Like you just don't know what's going on. And I was like, I know, isn't that weird? Like, I don't know why. <laughs> I just never know anything that's happening. But he, he like I was listening. I've listened to it a couple times, and it really was like it is so approachable. They they're you're right. Their dynamic is awesome, and I felt like oh, this is like a movie podcast that I can listen to because it's not like the like they're not talking about movies in a way that is inaccessible. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and they don't. Yeah. They're not talking down to you like you don't. Uh, like let me tell you, actually, you know, it's right, like right. right. The opposite of the opposite of mansplaining in every sense. Um, yeah. So I I love it. Uh, what's your next one? Okay, my uh, my number three is uh, my dad wrote a porno. Oh right, I remember you yes. telling me about that. Have you yeah. listened? I listened to a little bit and then I fell off, but I need to get back into it. Yeah. So it I've is heard like a lot this... of people say that it's one yes. of the funniest things they've ever heard. It is. Uh, so the series is over now, but there were six or seven, um, they did seasons and it was, if you haven't listened to it, it is a British actor, uh, comedian whose dad literally wrote like pornographic novels and they're so bad. They're like self-published and he, and then another, you know, woman who's like a presenter in, in the UK and a guy who's a producer and they're all friends from college and they sit around and he reads a chapter, an episode, and then they just riff on it. And it is like, it's so bad. There's nothing erotic about it. It is so bad (laughs) and so funny that, I mean, I've like, I would be, when I first started listening to it, like I'd be in the shower, like crying, laughing. And then I'd be like, what are you listening to? I'm like, oh my God, you have to, you have to. Don't listen to it around your kids. But it is, yeah, it's amazing. So funny. I need to try it again. I'm looking for new podcasts. Uh, My number three is, um, it was originally um, a stage show. And then it was a uh, a documentary and then and then a book. And now it's mm-hmm. a podcast called Mortified. Have you ever heard any of the Mortified oh, series? Yes. I, I love, love Mortified. It. Oh, it's yeah. It's basically so good. people reading from their high school diaries or their diaries when they were young and or yes. like old love letters or old whatever. Like, and it's so fun and um the way it cathartic for these people to like read these most embarrassing stories but they're so relatable and just oh my god it's so funny i love it so much oh it's great and like the documentary they go through the process of how they i mean it's just so well curated right like they really do such a good job it's not just somebody like reading their diary 
with no like they get they make it so that it is like there is a story and there's a point and everyone is so well done yeah yeah oh my god the first time I watched the documentary I cried so hard like out of laughter it was just the funniest thing I'd ever seen and I I, like I consume it in every way that I can I have the books I have I've yeah like (laughs) listen to the podcast so good um um do they do the show here? Have they brought it here? No, I actually, it's funny you say that because I reached out to them and I, because mm. um, they don't have one in Atlanta and I yeah. sent them an email and I was like, hi, I'm a comedian and uh, producer here in Atlanta and I just love it. And I think that like, I could really, um, I like, yeah. I think I could get something going here in Atlanta and I'd love to be a part of it. And I heard nothing. Not a word. <laughs> Mortified. Yet I still love them. I'm just so gonna choose to believe that you know. Sometimes you read an email in a day, you're just not in the mood, that's and then right. you shut it, and you never look back. And I'm just gonna choose to believe that that's what happened. Or maybe they were like, "You're too good looking." Yeah. <laughs> we don't believe that you had you had any childhood. You're <laughs> so funny that you can't do this because it's too mm. you would be too funny and good looking nobody know? would buy it yeah <laughs> i think that was it jen i'm pretty sure that's it that's probably what happened <laughs> well that was a great one it just made okay. reminded me to resubscribe because i i was using a different podcast app and then i switched and went back to apple Podcasts, and so i just like forgot what i subscribed to and so i was telling oh, them, like, okay I have, like hardly listen to any podcast right now but um, I do love Mortified. That's a really good it's one. So good. Uh, okay, my number two is Off Menu, um, which I think I've talked about before. It is two British comedians, uh, oh, James yeah. Ancaster and Ed Gamble, and they go through and they interview like, I mean, it is this is a huge podcast in the UK. I mean, it's pretty big here too, but it is like, like they two are like Royal Albert Hall. Like they're like huge and they're also huge comedians over there but they they have like stanley tucci on i mean they've had like everybody on their podcast but they come on and they give their dream menu so they do they're like their dream starter their dream you know main course dream drink drink what all of the things that if you were having like there's no boundaries there's no like oh this has to you know, you have to be able to actually eat all of these things at once. It's like whatever your like one time my aunt made this one thing that I really loved, like that could be your dream starter, you know? Uh-huh, yeah. Um, or you could have it in a certain place. So it's all, I mean, it's really great. And it, it, I mean, I love hearing people talk about food, but also it's, they're very oh, me funny too. And, I know and I need get great stories behind all of the reasons why I definitely people choose to. the foods. It's called off menu. Off menu. Okay, I'm definitely gonna look that up. Yeah, it's great. I love it so much. Okay, um, I love that. Um, my uh, number two is um, Celebrity Book Club by with Chelsea Devantes, which has now been rebranded into Glamorous Trash with Chelsea Devantes. Okay. Um, I um, I'm a big celebrity memoir fan. I love you. Love, you read. I love the celebrity memes. I know. I'm just fascinated by people. Like I yeah. want. Like I can't consume enough reality television. I love. <laughs> uh, you know, like I said with sports, it's like I want to hear the the what's what's the personal drama behind yeah. it, and like mortify. Like I just love. I don't know. I just love hu- like learning about other humans. You know. Yeah. 
And um, so, so Celebrity Book Club is based off of celebrity memoirs, and it's so awesome. Sometimes, like I listen to it because, um, first of all, her her episode talking about Britney Spears's memoir, which I listened to immediately after listening to Britney Spears' right. memoir, <laughs> and it was just so. It was just the most incredible. Um, episode. I actually like. I'm such a nerd. I actually went on her Instagram and I was like, "There needs to be a podcast about this podcast episode because it was just so in depth and perfect and good." Yeah, and she's so funny and she's so smart. And everybody that she has on are always like really great. Um, yeah, comedians or people in the industry. Um, and um, but I highly recommend. And now the glamorous trash that she does like um. She'll have episodes that are just based off of like she just did an episode talking about Golden Bachelor, which, you know, is perfect because I can't get any friends to talk to me about the Golden Bachelor and I really <laughs> need to get it off my chest. So, I mean, um, wasn't I, there like a big scandal with it? Yes. The Golden Bachelor? Mm-hmm. I read all about it. I don't it. think he's who he says he is. He's not. But um he um but it's it's so fun to listen to. I love it. Um, and also, I sometimes I don't want to listen. Like Jada Pinkett's celebrity memoir was like nine hours long or something. And like yeah. I don't want to listen to that, but I'll listen to the one hour episode of you telling me what happens in it. It's <laughs> right. <perfect. laughs> so it's like a Cliff's Notes. Yeah, and like <laughs> I wouldn't have listened to. Um, I listened to her episode about Julia Fox, who I don't really care about Julia Fox. I know nothing about Julia Fox, but I listened to her episode about it and I was like, oh, I got to read that. And then yeah. so then I lis- I read Julia Fox's memoir and it was great. And it was yeah. like so – there was so much going on in it. But highly recommend. Even if you don't like celebrity memoirs, just listen to her talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like an hour of celebrity gossip. All right. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Okay. Um, all right. My number one podcast, and I've talked about this podcast a million times, um, but it is Maintenance Phase. Oh, right. So it is, um, I mean, it's, it, this is a podcast that is talking all like debunking kind of the myths of diet culture and um, health and wellness, kind of the industry of health and wellness. And I think it is like a, must like it should be required listening for every health like anybody who's working in the healthcare field any doctor um it is it should be required listening for anybody who has not struggle ever struggled with their weight like anybody who has any kind of like uh bias which is all of us because we live in fucking society against people right. who are live in larger bodies like if you think you know what like what health and like the, you know, if you think that like being skinny equals healthy, then like you need to go listen to this podcast because they it's so well-researched. It is so well, like they're funny, but they're also just like, this is what the actual research says. And this is what the bullshit we've been fed. So I think it's a really important podcast. It is actually, it's like literally changed my life and literally changed the way that I like view myself and view people around me. And I think that like everybody should listen to it. And now I'm going to get off my soapbox. (laughs) No, no, that's awesome. I did listen to a couple of episodes because I remember like years ago you recommended it to me. Yes. Um, But I need to. Yeah, there are a couple that I will, I'll, I'll, um, put in like our Instagram feed, but there are a couple of episodes that I really just think are, like so powerful and 
Um, I think, I just think everybody needs to listen to them. I really think everybody could benefit, um, whether it's like cathartic because you have struggled with your weight or whether it is, or, you know, any kind of bias in like just the, all these crazy like health claims and diet claims. And like, if you've ever, like if you grew up in diet culture, mm-hmm. then you need to listen to it. I think Did it is really healing. Snackwell's family. I oh definitely God. grew up yes. in a Snackwells family. I grew up or, in Snackwells. Uh, I mean, I was in choice. Yeah. Healthy choice frozen meals. <laughs> I was at Weight Watchers at 12. Like, I mean, same. We were doing, yeah, we were doing like the cabbage soup diet when I was like in middle yeah. school. Mm-hmm. We grew that up in thing. the Alestra. Um, yes. The potato chips that made you shit your pants. Yeah. But they were good for you. <laughs> The snack wells and the like, yeah, the healthy choice meals, the Richard Simmons deal a meal, or we were talking about Susan Powder the other day, like all that. We yeah, were, totally grew up in that crazy Kate Moss, like, yeah, just everybody's bodies being dissected on the front page of everything, like, just the like, I mean, that you know, cholesterol free, yes, yeah, and like, you know, we, you, you and I are both like straight sized women you know, we can shop at a general store. Like, like our, our experience, I think that like, we have all been scarred by diet culture, but like our experience is nothing compared to somebody who is living in like a plus size body who like is, is not getting healthcare because like they're going to the doctor and they're like, I broke my arm. And they're like, well, lose some weight. (laughs) Like it's probably because you're fat, you know, like that is like a real thing or they're not getting jobs or they're not, you know, like people are like, are outwardly like just biased against them just because of the body they live in, which is just such bullshit. So yeah. Um, so anyway, Agreed. I like I'll get off my soapbox, but I think that it is an important, an important podcast for people to it listen is. to. Yeah. Thank you, Sally. Thank you're you. welcome. Uh, well, I'm going to uh, proudly say that my number one podcast is about the housewives. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what did you say? Um, the health of all women and uh, also educating fucking important people. Um, it's called it's called bitch sesh. It's so funny. Um, yes. It's with uh, Danielle Schneider and um, and Casey Rose Wilson. Yeah, um, and I just love it so. Much. Even if you don't like housewives, like they are just so funny. Yeah, that, um, I just. I love it so much. And they always have the best guests on. And um, again, I like, I just can't consume enough um, watching pe- people watching. I call it yeah. people watching. It's not really that I like, because I am kind of selective about my reality TV. Yeah, you um, don't, you're not, you're, you don't just indiscriminately watch. Yeah. But I like, uh, like, I like documentaries just as much mm-hmm. as I like, you know, reality some reality shows just because i love watching people be people and i was just talking about this the other day with someone um about um you know how it's just such a weird thing that we can now like people's lives are so documented on on screen mm-hmm. not only on screen and on phones and on whatever da 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 and it's like to go back and watch old episodes of something that happened of like, say, the first season of Real Housewives of Orange County and go back and watch these women living these lives. And as a voyeur, 
you're like, oh my God, you have no idea how much your life is going to change. Yeah. Like you guys are going to get divorced and you guys are not going to be best friends anymore. And then you're going to be a fucking billionaire. Right. You sell your <laughs> – yeah, you're living in a little – the smallest apart – like the Bethany Frankel, it's yeah. like, okay, you're the poor one in the group and you're living in a tiny one bedroom and you can't keep up in the circle of rich people, but you're going to be able to buy and sell – Every fucking one of these people. Yeah. And they're all going to be kissing your ass. Like, it's just so weird to, like, have the, like, future knowledge and look back at – or the current knowledge and look back at these people and know what's going to happen to them. It's so weird. Yeah. That is – I mean, I love – Can you imagine watching yourself? No, right? Like if no. you were watching yourself from in a TV show from 10 years ago and Oof, no I would like, hate that. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Although you'd probably be like you look great. Good for you. I remember <laughs> thinking that I looked bad in that, but yeah, you look great. You look so uh, young. Yeah. <laughs> but uh well that's a good way. And I you know what my um which was like a a, a runner up for me was um deep dive the deep dive which is i oh, feel like yeah. it's like they're friends the companion. Are, it's kind of a yeah mm-hmm. it's not i mean it's june, <laughs> june diane raphael and um and jessica sinclair who are other comedians but they're like best friends with danielle schneider and um, and they're and regularly on bitch touch yes. too so it was definitely same i want to so. say feels like a spinoff in a way but it's not yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and i so i love that too because I, I mean because they it's it's the same kind of thing where it's like they actually like talk about the details of their lives and I find that fascinating and yeah. they are celebrities but they don't talk about their lives as celebrities you know what I mean so yeah anyway uh, I enjoy that so yeah well yeah so we want to hear what are your favorite podcasts what are you listening to right now because um, I could use some new podcasts I'm for it yeah I need some. Yeah. Some new entertainment. <laughs> um, and thank you guys for listening. Um, you can find us on Instagram. We're at the Ridiculous Pod. Uh, you can find us on TikTok at the Ridiculous Podcast. Um, if you would go to Apple Podcasts, rate and review, tell a friend about the podcast. We would love that. Please do all of those things. And we wouldn't be mad if you said that your favorite podcast was us. We wouldn't be mad. We wouldn't be Even mad. Even though we are your friends. But we do want to learn about new podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we love you so much, and we'll see you next week on The Ridiculous. Ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous.